What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 27 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts, Dylan and Lauren, and today we are going to be discussing the most common gym mistakes. Yes, and this is just because we have obviously been beginners in the gym ourselves, and these are definitely things that we have personally done and that we have seen a lot of other people do, a lot of, you know, more so beginners to the gym who come into the program, things that you know, we're maybe on their first protocol and we wanted to change to get them better results. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of these mistakes are things we have done because of course, when you're first starting out in the gym, you're trying to, you know, figure out what works. And a lot of times you're listening to people who are probably, they probably have outdated information or you're looking at people on social media who are actually just blasting a ton of gear. And they're like, no, get abs and muscles like me. If you do this at home workout, And like the reality is that's not how this shit works. So let's get into it. Yeah, I know when I was just starting out um, trying to gain muscle, I literally was doing the wrong stuff purely because I was just on the wrong side of TikTok. Like, it's crazy how much social media can really impact this stuff. I was on that social media, the side of TikTok that was like, oh, I'll fucking sleep when I'm dead. Like, you don't need to rest. Train every day. Train more, train more, train more. So I was just, like, constantly seeing this stuff, and I just, like, believed it, obviously, because I was just seeing everybody say shit like that. This is why if you can get a coach, someone to guide you, you find a coach that you really like, you really trust, fucking hire them as soon as possible. I wish that, like, my family could, like, have afforded to get me a coach or a like educated personal trainer or something like that to help me even learn how to train properly because I didn't know how to do any of that shit. I had to figure it out on my own. It would have saved so much time. Oh, yeah. So as soon as you can get an expert in your field, I don't give a fuck if you think you know what you're doing. I promise you, you probably don't. Yeah, 100%. Your own time is worth a little bit of money. No matter what it costs, it is worth it to save years of, you know, what improper training could do. But the most common mistake that I personally see coaching younger women is overtraining. So, so, so common. Yeah, absolutely. With overtraining, the thing is, guys, like Lauren said, she was a part of this where she always saw like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll do more. I'll do more. I'll do more. And definitely I was a part of this as well when I was younger because my dad was someone who does just, he would work out seven days a week. That's just always what he did. So I was like, oh, I should do that too. And I was working out seven days a week all the time. But the problem is your body can only handle so much stress. It can only handle so much work. And if you're getting too much work, it's going to actually be negative. Yeah, exactly. Like it's easy to fall into that misconception because it does kind of just seem like common sense. Like, oh, I want to gain more muscle, so I need to train more. I need to lift more. I need to do more sets. I need to do more reps. It does seem like that is how it should work, but that is not how it does work because it does just turn into a lot of junk volume. Yeah, and this is going to cause a negative inflammation inside your body. And inflammation is the leading killer of people in the United States. I know we're like, oh, inflammation's good for growing muscle. Yeah, to an extent. But if you start getting inflamed gut, like other things in your body start just reacting poorly, that's when you start having issues. So it's about balancing that out where, yeah, you're getting good blood flow in your muscles you're getting a good pump but you're not overdoing it to where it's affecting other parts of your body yeah exactly because then it's going to go into impact your digestion your gut health and then this is going to really impact your ability to lose weight to gain weight properly it impacts everything so that excess inflammation really will impact your gut health but this isn't only for 
weight training. This also goes for cardio when you're trying to do a bunch of cardio. In addition to this weight training is when it can become an issue. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about like this causing these things causing inflammation, ladies, if you have those puffy cheeks, you're like, why is my face never like really like slim or narrow? No matter how much you weigh, I used to have the puffiest fucking. It's from inflammation, and it's probably related to your nutrition and overtraining. Always, always, always. And then all of a sudden you get that in order and boom, your face shrinks. I actually was just looking at uh, my client Victoria's check-ins this last week and I was seeing her side shot of her chin and how much it's just fucking lifted. And she hasn't dropped a ton of weight, but her gut health is way better. She's way less inflamed and you can see that in her face as well. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy how common it is and people think that they're maybe inflamed just because they have too much body fat. That's why they're feeling puffy. But I can immediately tell when I'm looking at someone if it's body fat or if it's inflammation because it just has that puffy look and it's super, super common. So don't think like if you're doing so much work that you're just not doing enough like the issue might be that you're actually doing too much oh i could know she just has a baby face she has a little chipmunk face no you probably should have terrible nutrition and training yeah typically if your face is inflamed like that your gut will also probably be inflamed you're experiencing a lot of bloating your digestion is not well all these things are typically very very correlated absolutely so getting on to number two ego lifting ego lifting is a huge thing we see in the gym especially when you are starting out and especially in males because you just want to keep lifting heavier weights lifting heavier and heavier weights and while yes we want to lift heavier weight we want to do progressive overload the problem with ego lifting is that the amount of weight you're lifting is more important than your technique more important than your safety yeah exactly that's where like tracking your lifts can become a little bit toxic sometimes if you're super super attached to the numbers that you're lifting because some people will do whatever it fucking takes to beat those numbers and while yes you do want to beat these numbers you don't want to be sacrificing your form and half-assing the reps just to beat these numbers you want to be able to beat these numbers while keeping the same level of form not decreasing that form that's where it does become a little bit of an issue sometimes absolutely you should always be able to control the weight and feel the movement where you want to be feeling it if you're not feeling the movement where you want to be feeling it like for example for guys a big one would be at some sort of chest press and you're going to feel it more in your shoulders than you do your actual chest then you need to lighten the weight, start thinking about your technique a little bit more, start thinking about controlling the weight, really feeling the movement, and then you're going to get way more out of it for way lighter weight. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you don't need to be stressed if you're not beating the numbers every single week. Like that's not realistic. If you're a beginner in the gym, if you're newer to it, it's going to be a lot more likely that you're able to beat these numbers a lot more often. But if you've been training for a long ass time, you're not going to be getting stronger every single week. That would be crazy. And especially especially when you're a female, you know, you have a menstrual cycle every single week, your strength is going to be different. It could be super, super frustrating. So always just remember, like, there are so many different factors going into it. And if you're feeling like week one week, like, it's not a big deal. It's probably just a hormonal fluctuation. So always keep that in mind and don't get frustrated and feel like, oh, I'm losing all my progress because I was weaker on this one day this month. Like, it's what happens. It's called being a female. 
Exactly, guys. So please do not let your ego get hurt just because you're not always lifting heavier weight. Some days you may have to lift a little bit lighter than you did the last time you trained that muscle group. That does happen. Just listen to your body. Be safe. Make sure you're doing things correctly and you're yeah. going to be okay. I feel like I was ego lifting like a little obviously when I started like there was a lot of ego lifting but even just like a couple years ago definitely was some just always trying to beat those numbers I would say like specifically this past year ever since I got out of um my last prep like I've been really focusing on like dropping the ego feeling everything perfectly every single muscle group and really just not worrying about the weight that I'm lifting and I'll tell you like I'll see some girls in the gym that are lifting fucking 5x the weight as me on some things like hip thrust and I'm like okay, well, that doesn't necessarily that they have more muscle than me or that they're stronger than me in that area. Execution matters way more than the amount of weight that's on the bar. 100%. I agree with that. So getting into number three, never analyzing your form. This is definitely a mistake that a ton of people make. And that's because, you know, it can be uncomfortable looking at your form in the gym because what you've got to do is you've got to record yourself. That is something you need to do if you want to look at your form, but it is so, so beneficial. Yeah, and it sucks because some gyms are just fucking toxic. Like, I'll say the gym that we're currently going to, they don't allow tripods, which, like, I get. Of course, some people can be obnoxious with it, but some people, like, genuinely need to send their coach a video or want to look over their own form. Like, it's not only for creating content and you know, there's no problem with creating content in the gym. Like it's literally some people like ours's job, but also some people just literally need to check over their own form. They might not have a coach there with them in person. Like there's so many different aspects. So it's super annoying when gyms ban things like that, like maybe set some more rules about it, but banning it in general is honestly just ridiculous. Yeah. 100% because like we are online coaches and we encourage our clients to send us training footage. If they can't send us training footage, like it's very, very difficult to <laughs> be able to analyze their form. Hey, I'm not feeling this movement, right? Oh, I have some pain when I'm doing this. And, yeah, like, and it's like, my... yeah, not everyone always has someone there with them. Yeah, we give them tutorial videos to follow, but that's not always, you know, maybe you feel like you're doing the movement correctly, but you're actually not. And you don't have someone there to help you. Exactly. And then banning these tripods is just going to be like, oh, well, now I need to make a, you know, makeshift. I need to set my water bottle up and take up someone else's bench. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, guys. So filming some of your lifts, this does not have to be every day. This does not have to be every workout. But if you want to improve on a certain lift, if you are feeling uncomfortable with a certain lift, it is so important to make sure your lifts are the most effective and as safe as possible to record them. Yes. Number four, lack of intensity. This is something that does truly just take a good amount of time to really get down, learning how to train at the correct intensity. Um, obviously you don't need to be going to failure every single set, always on every single movement. That'll probably burn you out, but learning how to do the correct intensity is say, oh, well, my coach programmed four sets of 12, but I got to that 12th rep and it was still too easy, but she said 12. So I should just stop here. No, incorrect. You should keep going. Even if it is a little bit out of the rep range and that'll just tell you that, oh, for the next set, you need to increase the weight. Absolutely. And so many people are like, oh, I'm lifting. It starts burning or I'm starting to shake. That's, that's when the set starts. Yeah. That's <laughs> like when you're actually starting to get the work that you need to be getting in. That's not when you stop the lift. You stop the lift once you 
are going to mechanical failure. You actually cannot get another rep up. Your arms, your legs, whatever it is, cannot move anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I like how he said mechanical failure because there's kind of a difference. Like some people can push past that mechanical failure and keep going, but that's when your form is going to sacrifice and that's when you're probably going to get injured or it's a lot more likely that you're going to get injured. So mechanical failure is when you cannot get another rep with perfect form. Yeah. And while I'm not like totally against sometimes ending with a cheat rep or two, it's how, okay, how crazy is this cheat rep? And it does depend on the movement. You don't want to be doing cheat reps on a RDL. Like you're going to get hurt. Or like a back squat. Yeah, exactly. But for things like a a lat pull down, say like doing a little bit of a cheat rep or like a a lateral raise, like, yeah, smaller, smaller movements like that. I actually think it's really beneficial to do some cheat reps or some half reps at the end. But if it's a bigger compound movement, you do not want to be doing that because you're definitely going to get hurt. Yeah, throw out your back, something like yeah, that. Bench press, do half rep, yeah. don't yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is kind of actually related to this in a way, the technique stickler. So we've been talking a lot about we want good technique, we want good form, but this is to an extent because there are so many people now, especially now, this is why so many of you pussy dudes out there aren't getting bigger. It's because you're filming yourself and then you're like, oh, well, on my sixth rep, my elbow twinged two degrees, so actually that is too heavy of a weight for me to continue lifting. <laughs> the JPG crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, good dude, I get it. Like, you want good technique, you want to be able to hit your muscle correctly, but like a slight elbow movement when you could have gotten four or five more reps in with that, it's actually more beneficial to do the reps than it is to not. Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't have to be 100% optimal 100% of the time. Like, Yes, you don't want to be also just throwing around weight looking stupid, but you also don't need to be such a stickler that you're like, well, this tiny little thing in that rep, so I really can't do anything more. Like, there's always a good common ground in between. Exactly, exactly. You just need to figure out what that is for you and are you still safe? Are you still doing the movement safely? I believe that's the thing you should be prioritizing more than, oh, this needs to be exactly perfect to the degree every single rep. Wow, that's perfect. That's awesome. If you can do that and actually reach failure doing that, great. But if you're stopping your set just because you got a little bit out of form, that's a fucking problem and you are not going to grow that way. Yeah, exactly. So finding that good common ground is super important. You don't want it to be you don't want to be that person that's like, oh, like correcting other people like, oh, well, if you did this, it'd be a little bit more optimal. But you also don't want to be that person that looks like a complete idiot just throwing around weight with terrible form. Absolutely. Now, number six, the rep warrior. This person is the person who only does high reps because they're trying to get toned or whatever it may be. They're like, lift heavy go like lower than 20 reps what no yeah and it's like where this idea came from i get it's because like obviously the good range for hypertrophy is a little bit higher but that doesn't mean that you're just lifting light weights like i don't know who came up with this idea that oh well i just want to get toned so i only lift light weights like no that makes no sense there's no difference between building toned muscle and building bulky muscle like that is not a thing you don't build two different types of muscle you just build muscle and there's one way to build muscle yeah and that's lifting with intensity to or close to failure you need to be doing that and with these high reps the problem is 
how many people are going to be able to figure out where their what weight their mechanical failure is at when they're doing 25 reps the exactly more, the more reps you're doing the harder it is to judge what weight you should be lifting and then you're actually going to be getting less out of your sets so that's why so many so many people are like oh well this super famous bodybuilder lifted 20 plus reps every set i'm like that is a top 0.000001 percent person at training are you that person no Okay, well then you probably shouldn't be doing that until you have 30 years of lifting experience under your belt. Yeah, and again, it's very different for different movements. I think it's a good idea to have like a range. Like if you have a couple that go over 20, like great, like a lateral raise, something like that where you're really just burning out. But something like a heavy shoulder press, a heavy squat, like you probably shouldn't be doing that because like truly it's very hard to push yourself to that mechanical failure when your reps are that high because at that point you're kind of just counting reps and just trying to get it done. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, when I'm lifting fucking hard, my brain will not be working for 25 reps. I am losing count by rep like nine. Yeah, you're not going to be able to accurately track it either because you're going to have no fucking idea how many. So I think it's a good idea to have a little bit of a mix of both. Um, anywhere from reps of six to 20, like in that range is a good range, but having a little bit of a mix, not being so stuck on one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. And still lift with intensity just because you're lifting high rep doesn't mean you don't lift a heavy ass weight with that. Yeah, exactly. And the last one we want to touch on today is taking way too long of rest, but this also can go for taking way too short of rest. Yeah, absolutely. The person, when you don't have an optimal rest time, and this is different for everyone, I want to say right now, certain people recover at different speeds. Where is your cardiovascular health at? Um, what lift, what lift are you doing as well? It depends on the kind of lift you're doing. Uh, but overall, the person who's doing it too long, you're probably sitting on your phone, staring at it for five minutes, or you're waiting until you feel completely refreshed. And the problem with this is then you're going to lose the blood flow you did have. You're going to lose like all the tension in your body you had. And now you're just kind of fucking flat and you're actually going to feel weaker on your next set. Yeah, exactly. So there can definitely be way too long where you're just getting distracted on your phone and then you're really losing the attention. But there can also be way too short when you're not even nearly recovered enough to go in and really put your all into the next set. So listening to your body, it's great to have something like a heart rate monitor. They can monitor your heart rate and wait until it gets, you know, below 100 is a good rule of thumb. Once it gets back below 100, um, it's probably good to go into the next set. But again, everyone has a very different resting heart rate. So it really does just depend. But having a heart rate monitor is a super good idea. Yeah, absolutely. And eventually, as you gain more experience, you'll be able to gauge where that spot is for you. Like for me, it's about a two minute rest. And I'm usually good on my heavier movements. And then it'll be more like a minute for my lighter. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's it for today, guys. The most common mistakes um, we have seen and that we have personally done ourselves when starting our fitness journey. So I hope this helps any of you that are, you know, newer to the fitness world. Peace, guys.